Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Boston Sports Extra Podcast Celtics Edition. My name is Travis Babcock, and I'm joined here, as always, by my fellow Celtics analyst, John Vogel. How's it going, John? It's going great, Travis. We're potting here early uh, Monday morning. Uh, we went we went to do it over the weekend, but life got in the way. John, I know you're over in uh, Kentucky right now doing some uh, – you're, you're taking down some sort of tent over there, aren't you? Civil War Sutler, interesting. A Civil War Sutler tent. That sounds wild, man. Um, <laughs> well, okay, so we got a lot of Celtics content to cover uh, before the mat. We play the Magic tonight, so I just wanted to, you know, just touch on some Toronto game, the Toronto game, and uh, go over some of the Knicks game. We will do a preview of the week to come, and then as always, um, John, I hope you're ready for your uh, your daily hot take. But uh, I got to go on this 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 one for us. So, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, listen, listeners, just uh, hold on and, and get ready for the end there. So, all right, John, um, I wanted you to, to start us off with some of what you saw from the Toronto game. Um, unfortunately, I was working, so I, I missed a lot of it, but uh, um, I know you got to check it out. So what did you see out there? I did. I got to watch the whole game. Well, I shouldn't say the whole game. I should say 45 minutes of – forty no, 47 minutes of the game because – when Toronto started and they finished their 12 to nothing run, I turned it off because there was no point in watching it anymore. Mm. What I did see was the first half. You know how last week we had talked about some of the things to expect with uh, defensively defending Kwai? They were running a lot of uh, Hayward and Jalen Brown on the same side, sort of, you know, able to switch on each other, but they were doing a lot of this double teaming, and it was keeping him him contained I think he had enough so that the the defense looked really good the first half and then they got away from that the second half late in the in the first half they kind of late in the second quarter they kind of started singling Kawhi with Jalen and he seemed to be holding his ground okay so they just continued with that in the third quarter and it just Kawhi went off and uh the defense kind of fell apart especially there at the end the last two minutes but overall, uh, it was a better game from Jalen Brown and the bench. The starters weren't as good as they were against Philadelphia. Yeah, it looked it looked like Kyrie struggled once again. Um, I was a little surprised because uh, I catched what I did catch of the game was actually that ending, um, and I was surprised to see this Celtics team fold the way they did um, at the last couple minutes of the game because that's when you know, going into the season, we expected that would be their strongest suit, right, is, is how they finish games. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing Brad Stevens kind of, I don't want to say struggle, but definitely he's not 100% sure who he wants to close the games with because there's so many options on, on, on this roster. Who does he want in in those final couple of minutes, you know? Um, didn't he run with uh, Marcus Smart, if I'm not mistaken, the last couple of minutes there? I think, I think it was. I think it was uh, Smart was playing the two. So right. I think Kyrie was out there for that for that run. Yeah, Kyrie was out there for the run, but you know, when you t- when you put in Smart, you take out Rozier. You know, it's like one or the other kind of thing. Pick your poison. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when everybody's fully healthy, Marcus Smart makes his twelve million dollars a year in those last couple minutes of the games. What happens, John, when uh, everybody's fully healthy and Gordon Hayward's playing, you know, full-time minutes and everything, how, where do you fit in Marcus Smart? He won't be able to get into the lineups in the other games. 
And I think it kind of showed the struggle of, you know, picking the right lineup to close games. We saw that in Toronto and they just kind of fell apart in the end there. Right. I I did like um, the positives to take away was Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. Still looks good. He still looks like he's probably the best player on this team right now. You know, Kyrie's going to get involved at some point. You know, it's going to happen. Okay. I see. I see you fist pumping over there. I see it. No, Jason, Jason Tatum. <laughs> he he's he's the best guy on this team. He he's the one that's consistent on the court. That's really important, as you know. Um, especially with a team with this kind of star power to kind of keep, you know, your place. I'm not saying Jason Tatum had a chance to go, but he definitely had. He was the one out of this bunch that had a real chance to lose a lot of minutes. You especially know, when Hayward comes. <laughs> it's funny you say that man because it's it's so funny that like to me jason tatum a month ago was saying that he would come off the bench for this team if he had to well ladies yes. and gentlemen jason tatum has arrived he's not coming off no bench <laughs> ever <laughs> ever 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 <laughs> uh i think you know people were saying oh jason Tatum's not going to be all that great this year because he's going to be solid but he ain't going to be that great you know why because there's going to be too many players in this roster taking away shots from Jason Tatum. I think, I think if anything, Jason Tatum is not going to struggle to get shots. I think he's going to, he's going to, he could lead this team in shots this year over Kyrie. Oh no, but my point was at the beginning of the year, this mm-hmm. was the guy that had the most minutes to lose. Right. On, on this starting team, on the starting lineup, because he was just, he was, you know, last year we looked at him as, yeah, he's a rising star, but he was Gordon's replacement. You know, so like the fact that he's come out and he's just balling the first couple, the first few games of the year, he's proving in the start. And that's really important on this team right now, especially since Hayward's not fully there. He's not producing like we want him to produce yet. Kyrie has just been off so far. It, yeah, it's, it's it, been Tatum. Mind It's Tatum. Tatum and Jalen Brown have been the two real players that this team has looked to. Yeah, I mean, Tatum is averaging almost 20 points and nine boards a game right now. Let's talk, I mean, his rebounding, he's averaging nine boards a game right now. Like, he's that shows effort more than anything. It shows yeah. he's out there grinding every play down the court, man. He's arrived he's arrived and i'm so excited another guy that i want to mention because he never gets enough recognition uh what i've seen so far as a player who's done really well to start the season um better than i expected is al horford um we're gonna you know he had he almost had a triple double against toronto nobody will notice that nobody will reference that but he had 14 points 10 boards and nine assists against toronto i know we lost but al horford's you know always been that quiet gem He's always been that guy who like will take you know the fifth or sixth most shots on the team, and secret we have fifteen points. Secret we have ten boards. You know, secret we have six, seven assists. Um, and nobody gives a shout out to him. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Al Horford and just say that you know he's um, given given the talent around him and his um, passive play style, he's done really well for himself to start the season. No, he does. And when you watch him on tape, he looks good. Yeah, the defense that he plays is coming out. You know, uh, he's scoring. He's hitting the baskets that he's going at. I've seen him go to the rim a couple times this year. Like, 
yeah, he, he's giving us exactly what we need, that presence in the paint that Jason Tatum, we, I was talking about before the season, had to provide. That's what Al Horford's bringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's bringing toughness. He's bringing veteran leadership um, to a very young team. Um, people, you cannot underestimate Al Horford's, you know, he may not be an all-star this year. You know, he may not bring the stats needed to become um, in this league what we consider an all-star. Um, but that doesn't mean he isn't an all-star for this roster. And I think, you know, we need to make sure as we move forward in the season to, to at least every once in a while give credit where credit is due and Big Al um, deserves more credit than he gets. So I want to shout out Al Horford real quick. Um, how, do you look, how do you think about this bench to start this, you know, the, over the last two games with uh, uh, Toronto and uh, New York? I mean, what do you think about Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, your boy Morris? <laughs> My boy Morris is banging it, but um, <laughs> I, I think the bench has really been the key factor that's kept them in the game so far this year. You know, since especially since Hayward, like we mentioned earlier, Hayward and uh, Irving has really struggled so far. And this was supposed to be a starting lineup that, you know, wows people, knocks down, down a ton of shots, scores 115, you know, and so far they've been quite lackluster, just to, to be blunt, you know, so far. Like, we're not seeing the production. We're not seeing the points. We're not seeing them hit the baskets it's almost like they're struggling still to find this identity mm-hmm. that they walked into the season so confidently feeling it it's it's tough man because i feel like i think you're right and then you nailed it with the identity crisis um this team is in the past and brad stevens system has always struggled sometimes they've always had this demon on their back um they struggle to score in long droughts. They go in these long droughts where they just can't make a basket. They can't even hit a layup to save their life. They just go 0 for 9, 0 for 10, 0 for 11, and then let those teams, excuse, excuse me, let those meandering teams like the New York Knicks hang around. And that's what happened in New York. You know, like we talk about the bench doing well, but I do think that the bench um, in particular kind of struggled in New York because there were times where we would put up the, you know, take out the starting unit, the bench would come in, and then they'd kind of just hang around. they just like, let New York sit around that 13, 10, 10, 13 point range. And when you let a team hang around like that all game, you're just messing with disaster there. You're flirting with disaster. And, you know, where is this team's offense going to come? Why can't this team, John, why can't they get that monkey off their back and, and be able to, be as dominant as they can be for 48 minutes and see those 20-point blowouts. We should have blew out New York, right? New York had no right to be in that game against us. No. Like, we were up 13, 15, 17 points at one point, and you're going, you're not even worried. Like, even when New York's making a comeback, like, why is New York in this game? You know, why did this team sell this team? Why couldn't they close it out? Or why did they have to go down to Jason Tatum shot with 40 seconds left? I think the Celtics – this year are running into a problem. It's called there's only one ball on the court. <laughs> ah, that's a good you know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of teams in the past, not just basketball, but sports, you know, uh, football, hockey, so on. And so these team sports like this, there's only one ball on the field, on the court, on the ice. There's only one. There's And you cannot let everybody have the ball at the same time. So what, what it kind of comes down to is these players and stuff, they need to 
that's why the identity is so important. When they get the identity, they know how they want to run the offense. They know who, who's supposed to do what on defense. They keep the ball moving. Everybody's got it. And it's almost like right now they're trying too hard to spread it around and make sure everybody gets their shots. I Look at Golden State. Yeah. If you've got Steph and you've got Kevin and you've got Clay all on the field, on the court, a lot of times what will happen is one of them gets hot and the others just stop shooting. They just start feeding him. Right. Yeah, they feed the hot hand all game, every game. Exactly. And look, look at what, how many games they win every year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they've got... Because the, 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 the point is there's three, there's four, five all-stars on the team now. Mm-hmm. Whichever one's having a good day, a good night, a great night, just give him the ball. Let him, let him have that great night, you know? Yeah. You know that your turn will come back around. And it's like, Boston's not doing that yet. They're still trying to spread it out. They're trying to spread it around, make sure everybody gets their daily shots instead of just saying, hey, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the hot guys right now. Feed them. 30-point games. Kyrie's not there yet. We know that. It's okay. You're going to get your points. I think – I think the Kyrie thing, honestly, is what's messing us up. I think this team go, went into this season going, everybody in this roster, even after Jay, what Jason Tatum did what he did in New York, everybody knows Kyrie Irving is the face of this franchise. Kyrie Irving is, um, from Jason Tatum's own words, the best player on this team. The dude is averaging 14 points right now, John. He's averaging 14 points a game. And I think this team, what they're struggling with is, it's kind of an identity crisis where – Jason Tatum is ready to explode. He's ready to just take over right away as the number one guy in this roster. But you have this identity thing where it's like, well, even though Tatum's hot right now, we should still feed Kyrie because he's Kyrie. And Kyrie's out there going, you know, three for 15 from the field. And like you said, uh, unlike Gold State, you know, instead of feeding Tatum more, they're letting Kyrie Irving go out there and just continue to jack up shots because he's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to have the hot hand. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. rather than giving it to the hot hand, they're giving it to the guy who's supposed to have the hot hand. And it's going to be, there was a time here, let's do an example, um, about halfway to the second quarter in New York, Boston subbed out Gordon and Kyrie. They subbed out Gordon and Kyrie. They ran with the OG lineup from last year that got them within one win of the finals. They went on a run. They went on a run. They're like, oh, shoot, we know the squad. We know how the squad works. And chemistry-wise, it was there. And they went on this run. I think it was like a six, seven, eight over run, something like that. Um, because they know each other. They've played, you know, they played all year last year with each other. With Gordon and Kyrie back, it adds, even though they're better talent and they're gonna help this team long term, it adds like this new dynamic of how are we gonna get Tatum shot, how are we gonna get Brown shot with Kyrie now on the court, with court uh, Hayward on the court, you know? And it's just a big giant identity crisis right now. I think you hit that nail on the hammer there. Yes, and and just to clarify, I don't think it's a big giant identity crisis mm-hmm. because three years into the there's 82 games before we get to the playoffs. You know, we've seen it over and over again with Brad Stevens' teams. He's had much less talent and turned the team into a a freaking machine. Mm-hmm. So I really don't. I'm not terribly worried about it. I feel like they're gonna find it. But at the same time, right now, because from that they're struggling with at this point, they're they're two and one, really should be three and zero. Oh. 
really should have a better point per game average. Mm-hmm. They're still they're still doing well, you know. It's, yeah, they're they're good enough. They're a supremely talented team. So of course we're they're gonna succeed all year. But you know these are just little little monkeys on their back. They need to get off their back by you know mid season, late season. Like they need to be able to have this stuff figured out. You know. Um, it, I, I don't think there's going to be any issue with that. And there shouldn't. I think there shouldn't be. Just early on, we just you know we have to touch on these minor facts that there there's are issues that need to be ironed out. You know. Right, right, and I I totally agree because that's what's relevant right now. But mm-hmm. also looking long term, nobody wants to hear, "Hey, we're two and one." You know, t- tomorrow we'll be three and one. Mm-hmm. And sit there like, oh, and talk like, oh, man, it's the worst team ever. No, no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that this is – this team is is really talented. They're really good. We're talking about what they could be doing to get better. Yeah. Brad Stevens, you can always do something to get better. There's always room for improvement, right? So Exactly. Man. That's the way you have to look at it yourself in sports. If you don't, don't play sports. Yeah. There's always something you can get better at. LeBron um, is a perfect example of that. Yeah, no kidding. That guy gets better every year. He's father time out there, but he's, you know, he's an he's. Um, you want to talk about a little bit of improvement? Um, I just wanted to touch a little bit on Gordon Hayward because we've been mentioning him. Um, mm. Small improvements, John. You know, he had ten points a um, couple games back in the debut. In the debut, he had ten points in the debut. He had fourteen points against Toronto. On six of thirteen shooting, so he's, he's shooting a little better. He's he's getting the ball in the hoop a little bit more. He had seven boards against Toronto, which shows he's out there um, hustling and tussling with the big guys, and he's not afraid to get you know physical in the paint to get boards. So um, he's being a little bit more aggressive. I remember there was a play he came off a Al Horford pick and roll, and instead of settling for a jump shot, he attacked the rim, got an and one layup. He started to become a little bit. He's getting there. You know what I mean? He's getting yeah. there, but baby steps, yeah, but he is improving, and I'm actually surprised at how well he did in Toronto, um, given his – Toronto, he – he the first half, he looked great. Mm. And he looked a little a lot more like his usual self, the old self that we saw in Utah before he came to Boston. That was very, that was very promising. Um, I was really glad that it happened because I had just done the article on Gordon Hayward and being happy with his performance – Against Philadelphia, mm-hmm. so that was just I was very very happy. For, I, I I he's become my favorite player on this team. <laughs> I cannot help but root for him, and you know you, you just want great things. You want to see him come back, and so even though there's so much other talent on the team, like Gordon Hayward is just he's just to me is the most likable guy on this team because you want him to succeed. You want to see him get better. You don't want to see him get hurt. Every time he goes up, you hold your breath. Like, oh, is he going to bring come down on that ankle again? You know, like, you feel for this guy. And I don't know. Hayward, Hayward's really, he's, the ever since he started playing again, as soon as the regular season started, I just, yeah, Gordon, you go, man. Yep, there's like a, a soft spot in your heart for Gordon Hayward. I'm, I'm there with you, man. Yes, yeah, definitely. Where? He'll be back against Orlando, and looking ahead to this week, um, where do you see Gordon Hayward improving? Do you see improvement this week? Um, we have three games this week uh, against the Magic, Oklahoma City, and Detroit. Um, where do you see Gordon Hayward? What do you think Gordon Hayward will stand at the end of this week? 
I think he'll be averaging around his 13, 14 points. I don't think we're going to see a lot. We're not going to see his minutes improve, increase first off. Yeah. Not yet. I think that's still two weeks away mm-hmm. because they're not letting him play back-to-backs yet. So that means they're still a little bit concerned. I'm Again, I don't know if that's a trainer's decision, if that's his decision. Either way, someone's concerned about it. <laughs> now, I think – He's he's kind of, right now. That's about what we can expect is fourteen points a game, and over this three point this three game stretch. That's really that's reasonable. That's actually a lot, considering he's only going to be playing probably twenty five minutes a game. That's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. We know that when he starts playing his thirty minutes a game, I'm sure his shot selection will be great. That's what Brad Stevens is waiting for. He's going to hit a lot of. He's going to get back to his 20, 22 points a game. And that's why this is so promising at this point with this just playing the, the limited time and scoring this much is that you know when he gets more time, he's going to score more. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be on a 25-minute restriction all week this week, like you said. Um, if he scores 14 points a game, John, this week, that is a huge win for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. To get 14 points a game two weeks into the basketball season and Gordon Hayward coming back, that would be incredible. And I mean, he can do it. He had 14 against Toronto. So, um, yeah, I hope that prediction comes true. That'd be great. I think, you know, if he gets 14 points a game, I think we go 3 0 this week. Um, <laughs> it's tough, you know. The Magic game, we're in. We really see Kyrie get back to 20 points a game. Oh, God. Kyrie needs to score 30. He needs to get a 30 pointer. Um, he needs to get something, man. He needs to go off. Kyrie needs to just have one of those Inferno games where he just is a flamethrower. And you just can't stop him, you know. You saw a flash of that. I don't know if you watched the the end of the Knicks game when Kyrie did that um, that dribble move where he like kind of like slide a hand at the ball and then like went between three defenders and hit that um, that and one layup. Remember when he pumped his chest and he was just everybody was just it was like towards the end of the game. Um, I want to see that again. I want to see more of that. I want to see you know the Kyrie Irving that can like score on three people and just get by him and make it look like he was guarding guarded by a couple of high schoolers out there, you know? Um, maybe he'll, maybe he'll do it. Maybe he'll do it. I think, I think against Orlando and Boston, that might be the game where Kyrie kind of comes back and we're going to see the traditional Kyrie Irving again. Um, how do you see this week going, John? We have, we're in, we have the magic in Boston. We're in Oklahoma city and then we're in Detroit this week. I lose you there, John. Uh, well, I might have lost John, guys. <laughs> John appears to be no longer with us. It looks like he might have lagged out here. Um, shoot. Well, okay. Well. I'll go ahead and wrap this one up then. Um, real quick, you know, from my own perspective out there for the listeners, uh, I see Boston. Uh, I think they're going to get the dub with in Orla- or against Orlando. I think Oklahoma City will be a great challenge for them. Um, I think in Oklahoma City, it's a hard, hostile environment. I, you know, optimist in me thinks they can get it done. I think three and zero this week is reasonable. Detroit's a good team, but uh, they have their own demons and their own struggles going on right now. Uh, 
Yeah. And then I'll give you all a hot take real quick just to end this one out because I'm not going to leave, you know, the viewers out there without a hot take. Um, guys, I think Jason Tatum will not only be an all-star this season, but I think Jason Tatum will start in the all-star game this year. Crazy. But I think when you look at this, when you look at Jason Tatum's development, his development curve is incredible. Like he started off, he had 14 points a game last year, and now he's averaging 20 to start the season. He's looking like the best player on the court every game he's played in. With the new format of the All-Star game, making it where there's a team captain between the top two vote-getters in the league, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult. He's going to have a little bit more competition from the guards and the forwards in the West. But when I look at the All-Star starters from last year, the one guy that kind of stands out to me um, that that if Tatum continues doing what he's doing, might edge out is DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan started for Team LeBron last, last year. So I think Jason Tatum is a beloved – he's a beloved player by the – by the players around the league, by the fans around the league, I think that there's a decent possibility we see Jason Tatum not only make his first All-Star game this year, but his first All-Star start. Hot take. At me at Celtic Hot Takes. Challenge me if you want. Um, love to hear you know feedback from all of you. But uh, because John had John um, had some connection issues there, um, that's going to go ahead and do it for us here at uh, another episode of the Boston Sports Extra Podcast. Um, remember, <clears throat> you can find this podcast just about anywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We are, Stitcher, we are now on iHeartRadio. So anywhere you can find a podcast, we're there. Thank you, everybody, for, thank you everybody for listening. Um, and just be sure to stay tuned as we here at Boston Sports Extra tirelessly work to bring Boston sports fans great, unbiased content each and every day.